What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I swear, I only know that this is a movie because Shirah said it was coming out like three months ago and then asked if we were going to do it like a month ago. And then now we're doing Like, that's the only reason I even know this movie was made. All right. Wait, who did... Wait, we need to talk about Sony right now. Does Sony also do that Taraji movie we reviewed? That other, like, the one they tried to sell as a black exploitation? Proud Mary? Yeah. Was that was that Sony Pictures as I well? Zero clue. So Superfly is a Sony feature? Is that... Yeah, it's a it's a Sony feature. Because basically, my, the thing that I, I'm getting at is that between this movie <laughs> and the other one, and I'm not, I'm not saying, we're not, we haven't gotten whether the movie's good or not. But just the promotion for these movies have been utter garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> utter. Because the thing is, like, even... Oh, yeah. No, Proud Mary is Sony, yeah. What is happening? Like, why? Like, what? First off, we got Taraji P. Henson. I know we already viewed Proud Mary. But it's like, clearly they ain't let Taraji, like, train. The movie came out in January. Nobody really knew. And then I feel like wait, I tried, but people I knew did about, know. I knew right? about Proud Mary. Proud Mary had so many trailers. Yeah, like, Proud Mary had a lot it? of trailers. Superfly I, had I remember, no trailers. I remember we were talking about doing Proud Mary before it came out. We were like, "Ooh, Proud Mary!" But then, but the trailers for it were like a while ago, and and then when it came out, it, yeah, it came out to like very little fanfare, and we were like, "Hey, why aren't they pushing this movie like like closer to the release date?" it started to get silent and we were like, why weren't they pushing this movie? And then we saw it. We were like, Oh, cause it was, but then like, I remember, I remember we started talking about it, it but there terrible. were articles. Yeah. But there were articles also saying that like, uh, there were reasons why that movie wasn't promoted. And that like, it was like, they, it was like a reason. And Superfly, when I was, I was here in LA trying to find it on Fandango and I had to search for it. It wasn't even on the new releases page. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't, like it even wasn't though it was in, it's been, it was released in over 2,000 theaters. I was like, what is happening? Like, and don't get me wrong, I, it's just weird because, again, if you look on Movie Phone, it wasn't on Movie Phone. Uh, if you look on Fandango, you had to search for it. And even on AMC, it wasn't on the new release page. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what but is apparently, happening? Apparently, this movie started shooting January of this year. Wait, yes, Superfly? Yes, yeah. that is true. It was like Whoa. it wasn't. It was greenlit December of last year, and then started shooting in January. Finished shooting, and the film came out now. It's like wow, it's a really quick 
turnaround. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to get ahead of uh, um, Shaft because Shaft is coming out this year. Oh yeah, and I feel like they were like, oh, uh, we got to get ahead of Shaft. That's what it felt like because yeah, it's so quick. It was that super makes sense. Quick. How would I mean, it, no, they how would waited. this do if this came out at the same time as the Shaft movie though? That's a good question. Is that not a thing that like is Jake, that is that not kosher to do? You think we got you think we get two black movies at the same time? We don't get two say, black movies at the same time. Is that was that what this is about? Is it because like they think we we'll, the black people will come see this now? Yeah, I mean, I like I don't know what to say about black exploitation movies. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if these movies are helpful. You know what well, I mean? Well, I know that we c- I understand what you were saying about having two black movies out at the same time. And that's probably not likely to ever happen, yeah. right? But like, I, I don't know. Like, I I feel like, like I'm thinking about like like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Mm-hmm. Like when those two movies were out, they weren't out at the exact same time, but they slightly overlapped. Hollywood right? always does that, or it was yeah. the same, right? Like, I I, I personally think that if if there were if there was like already Shaft promotion. You know, and like we knew that Shaft was coming out, and then they pushed Superfly. That might have that might have also helped. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you're gonna make this movie and you're trying to get out ahead of Shaft, it's like actually use Shaft to your advantage instead of like just pushing out a movie that is somewhat relates I mean, to another. I movie. mean, but did the timing of this thing matter? I feel like the reason they didn't promote it a lot is because they didn't think it would make that much money. Yeah, but I guess my question is why is that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there are a bunch of and again, we get into whether the movie's good or not, but it just feels weird, especially coming from now that I'm realizing that the Taraji movie is Sony as well. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if people normally give up on movies like this or if it's yeah. just the... Uh, because it feels like, all right, if you feel weird about making the black movie, maybe just let somebody else make the black movie then. I don't, it just feels weird because it is a big studio. It's Sony Pictures, you know, home of Spider-Man, home of Jumanji, and right. it kind of just feels like... I mean, dude, the fact that you couldn't find this movie on Fandango's front page is crazy. Yeah, It's Fandango. Like, how did that happen? I don't know. It's a very, very weird feeling, man. Like, I I don't know. Like, I want everyone to be cool. I want all the... Like, I want to support all the black films, but it feels like they our films have to be perfect or they just won't do anything or even see the light of day, really. Is what it feels like. Well, when we right. really so okay, right? Yeah. yeah, like it, like unless a film is super fly. <laughs> Wait, it can't see the honestly. Light of day. I mean, listen, that made sense. It did. But <laughs> I, I just felt like, like we were. Ha- I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you want everything to be cool. Felt you like know. we were having a real discussion. But it needs to be more than cool. It needs to be super fly. Uh, okay, it's yeah, like yeah, we were I talking did. about something real. You we know. were doing it. And, and you then just, you just sort of completely... Just, woo! <laughs> All right, Nick, start the show! Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? You know what it is? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. They see me rolling. Mm. They hate it. Mm-hmm. 
Patrol and they try to catch me riding dirty. And they riding dirty. And they riding dirty. And they riding dirty. They see me rolling. They hate it. They hate it. Patrol and they try to get me riding dirty. Woo! That's the song you picked? Yeah, it was between that or singing the song. But. That, that scene in the movie was my favorite scene. That, uh, I mean, honestly, that scene was pretty great. <laughs> it was, re- I, I mean, what Listen, a perfect villain. It was like amazing. Oh my God. That scene, I was like, wow, I, this is a perfect villain. <laughs> like, you hate him also, so Also, I was much. like, he was the worst. <laughs> Yo, and when he started singing, I was like, man, this shit's corny. But then when he kept going, I was like, you know Yo, what? This feels real now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. But I... That, I think that's exactly what they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, it he, was it like it was corny, but it, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was honestly, yo, I, okay, yeah, that dude. I don't know. Like, I know we haven't. Okay, we get there. <laughs> this is one <laughs> scene I want to talk about. All right, so, there's really just uh, one scene. Of course, I know what you're gonna talk about. Uh, my name is John. You know Br- what it is, John. Yeah, I do. My name is Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> I'm Jerome Milligan, and my name. I don't like Yo, the extra Lopez. breath. I, did he say it? <laughs> he did. I did Yo. say it. <laughs> he like takes oh, a breath honestly, out of the mic, I'm not there. <laughs> I could. J- John, was his eyes closed when he said his name? Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> I <I'm> like. <laughs> and he had a grin on his face like he was doing something special. I was. That's my name. That's how I say it. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> I don't. I honestly. There's no one. There's not one person who's listening to this podcast <laughs> for the first time, and this is the episode they chose. There's no way. Nah, they there were like, be. yo, Superfly? <laughs> there might be. They're like, Superfly? I got it. Here, Superfly. Uh, for who those knows? Who, for the, yeah, I mean, maybe if you're that rare unicorn who's checking us out for the first time on Superfly, uh, we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race. And diversity in Hollywood. And today we are reviewing the 2018 remake of the <laughs> black exploitation film known as Superfly. A film about a drug dealer named Priest uh, who is trying to get out the game, but he can't get out the game. He's trying to get out of the game. But you can't get out of the game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, this movie, uh, it made uh, six point something million dollars opening weekend. It Damn. W- it was released on a Wednesday. They decided to push it up two days um, ahead of time so that it wouldn't directly compete with The Incredibles. Uh, that didn't really matter. It made an extra... million because of that. And uh, uh, The Incredibles made $180 million. Yeah, it broke records. It broke records. (laughs) (laughs) The Incredibles broke records. Also, many records. Poor timing. We knew The Incredibles was coming. Everybody knew The Incredibles was coming. But but these movies, though, don't... I mean, this is a rated R Yeah, it's like it's not even in the same league. towards black uh, 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 Americans. I think... This, uh, you guys saw it early, so there yeah. weren't many people in your theater. There was no one else in my theater. Yeah, zero, literally there, zero. I there was, was the only there was person. A total. I sat directly in the middle. There of were the, ten people. <laughs> it was great. You had a and full then, movie theater. And to then, yourself. um, because I was in there, 
Mm-hmm. An employee had to do a theater walk. <laughs> so there was just a point. There was just a point like an hour in it where someone just walked in to check and see if everyone was okay and then left. But I was like, they must feel like it's insane to do that. Um, that's hilarious. Honestly, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. How many people were in your theater, Jarrah? I had about, I saw it at 1040 in LA and it was about six or seven of us in there. Wow. Congrats. But I think four of them, yeah, but I think four of them were in the movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think four of them had like bit parts in the movie because one of the, like, when uh, the, like the bigger guy's girlfriend, what? who like comes in and fights when she when she shows up, people just start cheering uh, uh-huh. in the theater, and I was like, oh, that must be oh she was that in must it, be she her. brought her friends. Uh, yeah, so I think you know, I wish more people would have been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, she was there. Uh, but, but uh, it was cool. Um, what about you? So yeah, I went to a a, a night show at at Court Street. So there were people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero, there were I would say there's probably like there were probably like sixty people there. Um, uh, not one white person. Wow. Yeah. Not a single yeah. one. Um, that's good. You know, <laughs> unless it's Black Panther, you may not get the good. support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, yeah. So Superfly. Uh, yeah, the ratings, it's like got like 56% in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not that that means anything, but that's what it is. And uh, and now let's talk. Oh, yeah, it stars, uh, oh, what is his name? Actually? Trevor Jackson. Trevor Jackson, there you go. He's on, uh, he was on, um, goodness gracious, I'm blanking. Uh, he was Sands in Burning Sands, that Netflix, go, that Netflix movie, and he's on Grownish. Uh, and Burning Sands, what's that? That th- we we reviewed Burning it's Saints. The, the, um, oh, he, the 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 Netflix, oh, right, right, right. The Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember, he almost came on the podcast. Remember that that one time if we were in L.A. Yeah, yeah that's right. To get him on the podcast. Oh, Wait, really? Crazy, right now, y'all remember that? I don't remember I don't. who he was in Burning Sands, but now I do. Wasn't he the guy he was the in lead. Burning Sands? He was the, he was the guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. He was good in that. Yeah. he... Yeah, I think he's like a Disney. Like he came from Disney. Look him up um, real quick. Yeah, he came from. Yeah, he was on Ally and AJ. I mean, he's been around for. A oh minute. wow, he was on like, Ally and AJ. Was he like? A, was he like twelve? Yeah. Was he like really small? <laughs> like yeah, like he's like yeah, he was like a kid. But then he also was on Eureka. Uh, I don't know if people remember that show, but like he's been around since. Yeah, he's been I remember child. Eureka. What the hell? <laughs> I'm yeah. mad that I just now know who this kid is. Now, well, he's a grown man. Now, I but. knew him because he was on American Crime. Because I, I watched the first season oh. of American Crime and he was on it. Wow. Also, Gronish is fire. People should yeah, watch no, Gronish. That's what, it's such a fire show. Yeah. Oh, he plays someone named. Uh, oh, he plays. He plays someone named Aaron Jackson on Gronish, which is funny because his last <laughs> name is Jackson, and also because of Aaron Jackson, the comedian. All right, uh, James. What are you doing? What are, uh, doing, what, 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 what are just, we doing? I just looked and saw that his name was Aaron Jackson. I thought that was funny because his last name was Jackson, and then I remembered the comedian Aaron Jackson. All right, shall we uh, do That's initial all. thoughts? Yeah, can I yeah. go last? I'll go first since I made everyone watch this movie. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first since I made everybody watch it. All right, this is my thing. This movie ain't good. Uh, <laughs> the movie's not. Oh, good. Jason Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> Jason Mitchell is also in it. We forgot to say that. Yeah, uh, Jason Mitchell. Is, oh, yes. and Michael Mitch- Kenneth Williams. Uh, from uh, the reason, yeah, and and I love Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell may be one of my favorite actors right now because he plays characters that are tough but also very vulnerable, which is something you rarely see for a black man. The thing about this movie is that 
it's tricky because the original Superflat was such a black exploitation film that you really had to be in love with the genre. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like Pam, you know, it wasn't like a Pam Grier movie. It wasn't even uh, a Shaft where like, you know, I think he was a pimp. I think the original Super. I'm gonna look him up. I think the original Superfly was a pimp. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a very tricky movie to remake. And he was a drug dealer in, in the original. I, in the original as well. He wasn't. He was. He was both. So he wasn't he was a both. Pimp. He was a drug dealer and a, a pimp. drug dealer and a pimp. Was it? Wasn't he also Great. maybe a pimp in this one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was like maybe a pimp. <laughs> and he was an implied pimp. I, they were right. right. There was actually <laughs> was, that's true. He was yeah. like he could have been a pimp, he but they didn't, been a pimp. they didn't really. In the, in the first scene, there was like there, yeah. was, there was a little bit of like maybe he's also a pimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very. It, it, my big thing about it that that made it tough for me is because I do think Trevor Jackson is a really good actor. Um, because I liked him in Brandon Sands. I like him on Grownish. But he's just too young. Like this character needed to be like forty or something, and this dude is twenty. Yeah, or like it was he weird. looks twenty, even with the beard. <laughs> and I'm like, Jason Mitchell's listening to this. Like everyone's scared. Also, there's no. We live in 2018. Where this movie takes place, niggas ain't rocking perms like that for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like this perm. Like, uh, I was kind of like, I, why did the yeah. man have a perm? I mean, that was kind of like, funny I, though. Yeah. <laughs> It, no, it was, but I was just like, my man, this isn't this isn't a thing. Like, this isn't this isn't a thing right now. This perm isn't got the good hair. But also, the, <laughs> he got the good. Oh, the, the boy got good hair. The boy got good hair. But also, the thing that that was tough to me was that uh, it felt like one of those movies that we almost had seen before, where it's like, yo, man, I'm trying to do one last score, then get out the game, but the game won't let me out the game. Um, so it was tough. But I will say this though. This movie has one scene that may go down as one of my favorite scenes in cinema. And John knows what it is. I know he knows. <laughs> Hands down, one of my favorite scenes in cinema. And I do think, and I brought this up with, um, and I'll let y'all go to that, uh, with um, Boys in the Hood, where I, I, I desperately want movies set in the hood and about rap to have the same effect that, like, all these movies about country artists, when it's like, oh, man, this country artist, this movie, like, Jeff, Jeff Bridges is playing a country artist. He's nominated for an Oscar. Lady Gaga is playing a country singer. She may get nominated for an Oscar. Like, I want black culture to have the same prestige. Because Godfathers is just about gangsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, Goodfellas is just about gangsters. Like, Scarface, about a gangster. And I'm like, these movies are seen as, like, legendary pictures. But they're literally about thugs. Straight up thugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thugs in suits. And I'm like, for some reason, we... We really look at these movies as like the great things to aspire to when it comes to cinema. Like, and I'm e- even even uh, what is the movie that was set in Boston? Um, what, uh, 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 God, it had Leonardo DiCaprio, the Departed. Matt Damon, The Departed. The Departed is still about Boston thugs, <laughs> you know. And that movie won an Oscar. Uh, it's yeah. just like, all right, oh, it's nominated at least. No, like, it won. all right, man, yeah, it won. we got to. It won, yeah, and it was a remake. So I'm like, you know, sure. I just want to get to a point where we can try to figure out how to make these. Movies about our culture as prestige. And I think this isn't, I mean, this is a step. This ain't, you know, the step right before the step. But this is like, we tiptoeing, you know, we tiptoeing. So, yeah. I mean, the movie was okay, but I mean. That's yeah. a good point yeah. about the mafia movies and how popular so, those It's were. a great point. <laughs> basically any Martin Scorsese film. Uh, any film. But, yeah. but we love that. People love those goddamn movies. It's crazy. What'd you think, John? Uh, so here's what I'll say. The, 
my expectations for this movie were very, very, very low. So I didn't hate it. I think it actually, it met, it was like maybe a step above my expectations. Um, and what it felt like to me watching it was, I thought this is a good, this is like a decent like Netflix show. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It mm-hmm. felt like, oh, like if this was on, yes. te- like if this was on TV, if like, if it was like Superfly, the TV show came out and I had, and it was like six episodes and I had some time, I'd watch it and be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I watched this. Like, this is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. and there are literal moments, it, like when that thought kind of came into my head, there are literal moments in the movie where I was like, oh, and this would be the end of an episode. Yeah, oh, and that would be the end of another. Episode. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, the plot thickens. Like, mm-hmm. here's this other thing that's happening now. You know, here's this other character we're being introduced to. Um, it really felt like a TV show to me. Like, it felt like that's how it was written. Um, as a movie, it it was like, as a movie though, it felt meandering. It felt like I, I didn't. I was like, what is, like, wh- what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, what what is this driving to? What is the point? You know, what's uh, what's the character journey really? You know, I didn't, I didn't fully understand. It, it, it is weird that he was so young. Like I, I thought he did a good. I thought he did a much better job than, uh, than I thought was going to. Because when I first saw yeah. the trailer, I was like, this dude is not super fly. <laughs> um, but then in the movie, yeah, I was yeah, like, for sure, for sure. you know, yeah. But then in the movie, I was watching. And I was like, oh, he's like, he's doing a good job. It's just hard because his character is talking about like wanting to get out the game and like quitting while you're on top and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're like 22. And I know he said uh, that, you know, he started when he was 11, but there was just a part of me that was like, but, but so what? Like you rose to the top that quickly and now you're done. Like you're so young. You know what I mean? Like it, um, yeah. which also made, I mean, it did make the, we need a lot of money to quit kind of thing make sense. Cause I was like, yeah, I mean, you're mad young. You, you need a lot of money if mm-hmm. you want to like live the lifestyle that you're living for the rest of your life without any more income coming in. Yeah. Like you're gonna need millions and millions and millions <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I thought the performances were all pretty great. Uh, I thought um, uh, he, some of the action was cool. Uh, it 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 had this weird, and I don't I don't know what it was, but it felt like. Sometimes I see if you go to like Best Buy and they're like, here's like a big screen, like a new, like high quality HD thing. And they're playing movies on it, but it looks a little weird. Like things are like moving a little bit too fast. And like, do you know what I'm talking about? There's like a. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a little too high def. uh, Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I think what John's talking about, they tried to do, uh, which only to me, one film has done in the last six years that's been able to do it. They tried to do the Mad Max where like they speed up the action a little bit. So for instance, the car chase, they sped it up to make it look more intense, but it felt a little off. It felt like Yeah. Uh what is it called? The motion? Yeah. Those motion TVs oh, where like Right. Like it's in real time, but it just looks weird because our eyes. But it don't looks weird. It. It's a, it uh-huh. doesn't feel uh-huh. right. And you're just like, what is you're like uh, what is, what is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh it just I just noticed it. It just kept popping up and it was bothering me a little bit. They were just I I just was like man this movie is really long like they um I thought so too the bro. editing was, was like, weird like I I thought they like 
they, and I, it, it, that's why, and that's another reason why I felt like a TV show is because there were certain moments that were just like, they were drawn out. Like they were, there was space that I, that didn't need to be there because it wasn't done for a comedic effect. And I don't know if it was even done for a dramatic effect. It just felt like sometimes like when you watch TV shows, they like linger on something like, mm. be, like Better Call Saul mm. and like Breaking Bad would do this a lot. They like linger on shots like longer than you really need to, to like set like a tone, mm-hmm. but it kind of works because it's a TV show and you're only watching an hour at a time. But for this, it was like it's a movie, and I'm and I was kind of like, can we get to the next <laughs> thing? Like, you know, uh, you know the they had like like at pretty close to a pornographic sex scene that I was just like, yeah, I was like, oh, Yo, okay, uh, that sex scene. <laughs> it was a s- substantial part of the movie. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, this is a this is now an important plot moment that they want us yeah. to experience but i I was just like i mean i i there's like a part of me that like gets it there's another part of me that was like i feel like i'm watching a porno it is twice as long (laughs) as i think any sex (laughs) (laughs) i think it is two times as long as like any sex and it wasn't like nuanced i remember literally there was a point when the sex scene ends and it's just the three of them kind of like resting i guess there was audible laughs in the theater of like what (laughs) There's that a scene strange. of like him and then both of the women on his side looking away from each other. And, yeah, like, this and they're is all like closing their hilarious. eyes. Like, and like yeah, the music was the, like shower with the shower like still yeah, on or something. It's like, why are they just 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 soaking in the steam? Laying in the shower? But uh uh, you know, okay. Um so I don't I don't know, you know, I'm sure people watched this and really liked it. I mean it, it held my attention, you know. It, it, it did. did. It did. It just was like, but it was long. But yeah. it was long. Like you said, it was long. I just didn't think it needed to be a movie. Um, like you saying it should have been a TV yeah. show makes the most sense to me. Like yeah. you're right. If this was a Netflix show, James, I definitely it think been, the TV show thing actually is a great. Like that's exactly the direction that I feel like they could go and should go, but they didn't make any money, so it's probably not gonna happen. Um, I loved it. Yeah. I had a great time. I had a great time. Wait, yes. what? There were two scenes that I didn't Wait, like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there were two scenes in the movie that I didn't. Loved I loved it. it. I loved it. By yourself in the theater. <laughs> I was sitting in the theater uh, alone. So it was all you. And like I and the beginning of it, I was like, yo, he's too young. Like, I don't feel this. I really wasn't feeling it. And then there was a point, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, shit, I'm wrapped. I love this. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, goodness. but there were, like, two parts that I was just like, this feels unnecessary. Like, I, w- I was remarking on having seen another movie that we're going to review. I was like, man, I don't, I don't necessarily appreciate the storytelling of this. But for, but for this movie, there were, like, c- there were some scenes that were shorter, but you still got a lot of information in, out of them that didn't feel like exposition, exposition, exposition. It was just like... It was exposition, but it was like, oh, it felt like it was happening in the in the moment. That was yeah. great. And then there was some scenes that happened later that I was like, oh, I don't. Now this kind of feels like I don't want to sit in this anymore. Um, uh, so like, there was a part in the middle where I kind of got like a little bit over it. But then it came back and like, and I thought that they really stuck the landing um, uh, uh, at the end. Um, I don't know. I had a great. I had a I had a wow. great time. I thought he did a great job. I, um, uh, I thought uh, Jason Mitchell is just amazing. 
Like he's a side. He's he's Very true. Uh, he's obviously like a right hand man kind of character. So he's not like he's he's not what the movie he, is about. Yeah. But he did a great job. He did. Um, and then it was great to see Cameron from House because I don't see her in enough stuff. So all right. Yo, I will say this: the music of this movie was so fire to me that at one point, yeah. <laughs> yo, when the movie starts, it starts with a little John song. And right. the people in front of me, they oh, were like, again, true. it wasn't that many people. But the people in front of me were like, I'll never get the guy goes, this little John. And, <laughs> and, then, and then you just saw, and then you just saw like for the few people in the theater, phones light up. Because clearly everybody went to the uh, Spotify to go find the song. <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm going to make sure I listen to this when I get out of here. <laughs> soundtrack was fire. Uh, Literally, yeah, the Future soundtrack did a great was job. so fire. Too. Future did a great yeah, job. Yeah, Future produced this. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I, so, wait, there yeah. is one thing before we start. There's like I I am fascinated because I think this may be a I think this may be a way to do it right. Um, the like the hip hop movies, for instance. I feel like people like we look at Belly, they all have this kind of music video vibe, which is clearly yeah. what Director X was going for with this. And I'm thinking, man, maybe if this is going to be the thing that has to like push us forward. I just watched the trailer for uh, the Spider Man animated movie about Miles Morales, and it looks yeah. very um. It's like very bright, very striking colors, very, very beautiful. And I'm like, maybe if someone comes and just leans really heavy into that, like, like leaning very heavy into, uh, was it the late '90s, early 2000s, where like you know Diddy and them were making those like crazy videos, and yeah. these videos were a big thing. Maybe if we like leaned into that, that could be our stylistic thing. Whereas you know, Godfather and Casino had their kind of you know more washed out, yeah. you know, slowly drawn kind of. Uh, but that's just a random thought. But yeah, sorry. No, yeah. I don't. Uh, Guys, we're gonna make this work. Great. We're gonna make this work. <laughs> I really had. a I great mean, the time. closest they've they've come to that kind of film is like American Gangster, right? Like, oh. mm-hmm. yeah. But the but, wire but to me, is the considered. Reason American Gangster, I guess the wire is considered yeah. very prestigious, but that's TV. Very, but we never. It never won an award. Did it really never win an award? Not a single one. It never. I mean, it it never it never won. It wow. never. That's the, it never won. No way, dude. Never. And they had a lot of white people on that show. But like, if you can't get an award with that many white people on it, then shit. <laughs> What's the Negro to white man ratio to get an award? Right. Oh boy. Gosh. Anyway, um, it's tough. Uh, so yeah, the movie basically. We'll get into it. The movie basically starts, uh, with priest, uh. You know, driving a nice car. <laughs> I'm not into cars at all. Because he's got a baby. He's driving a... Oh, he has a Lexus. A nice <laughs> it's a Lexus. Okay. I, it was a Lexus, yeah. There were a couple of Lexuses, I feel like, in this film. I think this film was sponsored by Lexus. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes to a... You know, walks up to a club. You know, there's a huge bodyguard with a machine gun at the door. He daps him up, goes in. You know, sees some people, some rap playing he sees a dude hey what's up the dude comes down and he's like the dude kind of like says something to him and then like starts walking away and he's like hey you owe me money and the guy like yo can we talk about this actor though yeah the actor who plays this dude first off i i think this (laughs) it's so funny because um let me look him up right now he's on um the last og was on uh was on 
Blackish as the assistant. He was um, Trey's assistant. So he pops up in comedy. Oh, black, yeah. He was great. But he, he also great. will pop up in like black movies as a, a an extremely hood ass dude. And yeah. seeing him in this movie with braids, I thought was the. I was like, come on, cuz like to me, him playing a gangster in this movie just shows, yo, if you a black dude, like that's what I expected. Like this guy's a straight up comedian. Like what is his name? Um, uh, Alan. Oh, Alan, Alan Maldonado. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Alan Ma- Literally funny ass dude. He also wasn't straight out of Compton at the very beginning. When Easy E walks into the first house, Jason Mitchell, uh, to get the drugs, he's the dude that's like one of the people fucking with him. So I'm like, dude, you gotta play every black star. <laughs> like you're literally just like every black man right now. Uh <laughs> I just could not stop laughing. Uh and he had and he had and the braids and the and the braids like the the wig was I like no man uh. <laughs> but I will say this though that club was fine honestly this movie had a lot going for it I, now that I'm thinking about it I think I like this movie now <laughs> <laughs> they were trying dude dude they were they, trying they were they were trying. it was it was Yo, they had to establish the cool he comes in he comes in and turns off all of the yeah. music. <laughs> because they're playing the music from That's the car playing from the car <laughs> he turns off. All of the music. I was like, he just turns it off. Yo, who is he? You know, I mean, I know we know he's yeah, fly, but it's like I like who that is he actor. To turn off all the music. I like that actor. I like the intent. I like the setting, the club, whatever. I but as a first scene, I was like, this is this that the this was my first impression was like, I don't buy this character at yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, like exactly. Hundred percent. Like, same, same here. Same here. Like when he at all somehow he like basically just because he knows things about them, he like. Gets them all to back down, I and I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, bro, you wouldn't be talking this long. You wouldn't be talking this long." <laughs> I was like, "Cause he just said like he knows about like your mom won't like this and like blah blah blah." I was like, "Your baby mom." I was like, "They just pulled guns on him, and he's... yeah, it's like you having that knowledge means nothing if you're dead." Yeah, <laughs> and, and they hadn't established this point that he like runs his own like. You know, that he basically is like the head of his own gang. Like they, they haven't established any of that. So I was just like, and he doesn't fight. He just basically talks these people down and like, and later they he even says like, I, I took something for, I took something from him, not his money, his pride. And you're like, yeah, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like if this, if they yeah. were so scared of him, then why did they back to, like, you know, why did they step to him in the first place? It right. just was, it just felt so... Um, yeah, they should have been staged. scared when he showed up. Then, yeah, yeah. If he was exactly, gonna be there, he should. I will say this though. I was like, I was a little let down because they did the "I'm gonna follow you" so you can't see his face scene, and I thought he was gonna have that cool. I don't know. Maybe they show him from the back until he gets in there, and then the dude looks at him, and then they show um, Priest from like the feet up, so you see how cool the outfit is, and then we just land on him. But when you see Priest's mm-hmm. face, it's just him looking confused at dude, and I'm like. Damn it, that's not a cool way to start my man off. <laughs> Give my man a cool shot. Also, he needed to whoop some ass in this scene. Priest should have whooped some ass in this opening scene. Shaft would have whooped some ass. Yeah, of course. Right? Shaft would have whooped some yeah. ass. And then you'd be like, you know, I'll, like. He should have pimp slapped somebody. <laughs> I was waiting for that the somebody. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He pimp slapped nobody in the whole movie. In the whole Did movie, he just pimp-slapped? punched people. Nobody got pimp slapped. Nah, man, you got pimps like like he just punched. Don't worry, John. We make a movie. Say as much as I enjoyed the movie. Like, even though everyone 
gave him the respect of Superfly, he never felt like it. Never felt like I couldn't get over how young he was. He never, and that was earned. Yeah, yeah. Ne- you know, even when. Like, even the fight sequence that happens in the next scene or the scene, or I guess it's maybe three scenes later. Right. Um, yes, yeah, a little Like, yeah. that was great. Like, it seemed like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of power behind. They're slowing down all of his kicks. There's very the sound design of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a lot of power behind him. Uh, but it was also like, how? Like, it was very confusing <laughs> that he was so strong. <laughs> like, it was like, this is superhero level kicks and punches that he's doing. Um, but, yeah. It, and that he dodged the bullet, the yo. That he never quite. Like I think that like he does. He definitely carries it, you know. Um, and everyone definitely reacts, you know, as if he's that guy. But it just sort of is like, why is he a child? You know. <laughs> All right. I yeah, I couldn't get over it. It was so hard to get over. I was like, this dude is so young. I I, I mean like um, I mean like a young person can be very strong. That 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 wasn't. That yes, wasn't was about sure. oh, yeah. and he's like tall. He was like a tall dude. Like right. it makes sense that he could like take Jason Mitchell out, which he does in like the movie at some point. Right. But what didn't make sense to me was like a guy whose seemingly principle is never to kill anyone, not to use guns, to be like to be like under the radar so much so that he like never gets in trouble. He was never arrested. How did that dude? survive yeah how does he instill so much yeah that's right because like we never and like especially if he's like always against violence i'm like well then why do people respect you like Mm -hmm. why how did you not die even the even the example that they give of why um why scatter liked him it was like yeah i've been catfishing this guy for a month online it was like what he just catfished a guy <laughs> and then now he's like <laughs> i mean to me that was just like oh he's smart but like that doesn't make mean oh wait you're gonna be like the the yeah head. exactly like that's like it doesn't feel like something that warrants you got like violence i just it's just a weird thing it was like a weird choice that i don't even know i don't know if it was respecting the the original movie but it was just like a weird choice to have him be like against killing when he's like in this world that's like so violent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because to, to me, or unless, what, yeah. No, I think you're right, but I think you could have solved that if maybe there was a scene where you saw why his mindset changed. Like maybe he was about that life and then maybe someone close to him accidentally got killed or, right. Or, or he did something that he felt like, you know what, I got to get out because I can't keep doing this thing so he was haunted by an action you know yeah and that would have gave trevor because the thing is i think trevor's a good actor and it's like it would have gave him a little more to do because like oh this guy is trying to redeem himself in a way like that's i mean that's the whole thing about these stories is like oh man you're coming back for one last score because you're trying to quit because something happened you can't do this anymore or you're coming back because you're like you know what I need to be a hero again or whatever. You know, like there's a reason. And I don't think they really gave him a reason for this besides the rap game. I mean, the, the drug game is bad, which you we've, we've all always known the drug game is bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I guess the reason was we see basically we're introduced to this gang called Snow Patrol. And like, I guess they're like actually the, the game that's like controlling the most territory and, uh, they're flaunting their money and they're in the club. They're all wear they all wear white. And then we're introduced to like 
the boss. What's the boss's name? Yeah. The big boss dude. And then also uh, his like main henchman who's like, you know, has an anger. Juju problem. is a is a you know what I was thinking the whole time? I was thinking the whole time, hey yo, the banana boys uh, are wash snow patrol. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Banana boys uh, will wash snow patrol. I mean <laughs> almost sent y'all a text message. I mean I legit <laughs> thought that. <laughs> That thought legit. I don't when I was watching them in the club and I saw all those grown men in white, I was like, yo, first off, they look silly. But the banana boys, though, son, them niggas will sting you like bees, <laughs> bro. I don't like disagree. Is he, this guy, is he? Oh, man. Big, yeah. big. His, his name, <laughs> the actor's name, is Big Bank Black? Yes, that's true. Yes, I saw that. And Q was his, was his character's name. Right? Q. Big Bang Black. Is he a rapper? Let me Google him. I'm Google him. Well, when Big I yeah, Bang when I click on his thing, he has also like... Rick Ross was in this movie. Oh, yo, oh, Rick yo, Ross Rick was in Ross two movies in... that we're reviewing. Why don't I remember it? You don't oh, remember? Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when does he? He's like uh, he's in two scenes. He's a, yeah, and like in those party scenes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of the drug like, I don't like. He's this like fat. one of those. Yeah, this, yeah, why are these guys here? That's funny. Yeah. I don't like this fat foot. And big boy. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. So then Juju, like, hates. He's not going to have a movie. He hates priests because, just because. I, look. He just, ha- he just hates them because. Yo, I thought it was enough. <laughs> it was enough for me. Like, him just it being like. It was enough. Yep. Him just being like. Him just being like. I want what he got, though. I'm hun- yo, he's like, he's like, yo, man, no. why are you on priest? Like, there's a, he's like, there's enough, <laughs> there's enough bread for everybody. He goes, I'm hungry. I want his lunch. Cause you would think, cause also because yeah. they had already established, right. cause they had already established that, uh, that priest head. was like, yeah. So yes, they already established he was a hothead, but then they had also already established that priest was like keeping a very low profile and like not quite dominating a lot of spaces, but like. You know, like he 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 had like a small sect, yeah. right? And be, because yeah. of that, I was like, yeah. I mean, I get why that guy's like, let's just take that. Like, why do we let him have like, you know what I mean? Like, why do we let that guy have like just like that little patch of like? I don't like. You don't it. go to war. With, that's a <laughs> stupid thing. That's a man. Oh my. But God. that's but also that's bad business, right? But it was also like. That's also the, also seemingly also but exactly system. like I don't I don't think that that's I, the way to go. I hear what you say you're saying you understand where he's coming. Yeah, from. it was like it was it was small enough, you know. Like obviously they just needed something to happen, but he, you know, priest had such a small amount of of influence. I guess you know, like or land or whatever. Land. I keep wanting to say land, but you know what I mean. Uh, that like it was like yeah I get why he's so mad and it, that was enough and then and then Q just being like yo get off it like it's fine that was literally enough and I and I, I, that was one of the things that was that I enjoyed that it was like yeah they don't need to go into this anymore like there's just a guy who hates him because he he wants his stuff cool like <laughs> that was cool also it was funny because you know we didn't know yet but uh, Cynthia the girl in the club. Uh, Juju hits on, and then like she just kisses this dude in the mouth, and then goes to freeze. And I'm like, my man probably thought he had a chance with this with this woman, 
And then he just looks down out of VIP and sees the girl he just kissed kiss Priest while Priest kisses another beautiful woman. And it's just like, yo, my man probably was just like, screw all this, bro. I'm taking everything he owns. The girl kissed Juju in the mouth. She left, went to go hang out with yeah. Priest and then Priest's other girls. And my man was just over everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, he go, and then when you go outside, he gets super drunk. He, like, makes fun of Priest. Priest just starts walking away. And he's like, yeah, walk away, pussy. And then Priest is like, all right. Turns around. I'm not walking away from my sake. I'm walking away from yours. What'd you just say to me? And then he goes to, like, pull his gun out. Priest, like, disarms him real quick, punches him, knocks him down, takes out, like, three of his boys. That guy, Juju, like, gets his gun, shoots at him, misses, shoots this woman who is, No, like, no, standing. he didn't just miss, John. He didn't just... Priest literally dodges a bullet. Like, okay, I was he gonna, literally sees the gun. Like, he dodges a bullet. He does a sidestep and misses the bullet. Yo. You want to watch? My man... My man, um, the gun is in front of him, uh, and he pulls his uh, head back. Uh, bu- bu- Shut up, Jay. I'm done. All right, whatever. He dodges a bullet, y'all. He dodges <laughs> a bullet. Yeah, he dodges a bullet. Yeah, he matrix oh, times a bullet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I just wasn't going to bring that up. It never comes back. Yo. It never comes back. It never like, comes it never. not a superhero. But it doesn't need to come back, because no, he is a superhero, I think. He pretty much is a superhero. But also, I was mad. This is, like, really the only time he, like, kicks butt in the movie. Yeah. Because the the other one other fight scene. No, the other two fight scenes are are him fighting with Scatter, which is, like, not a real fight because it's, like, a match or whatever. Yeah, not that one. And then he fights with Jason Mitchell, but that's his friend. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. They're just, There's they're not one more. Having a friend fight. Isn't like another one outside? He punches a couple of people. Like he, he punched the dude in the casino. Right. But they don't fight. And then he punches uh, the cop. Well, that's the scene, uh, maybe that's that's the scene we're saving. That's the scene we're saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, Gerard? That's the scene we're saving? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, that scene, I got, I gotta wait, I gotta wait to the end because right. I'm definitely talking about it in detail, full <laughs> in detail. detail. Um, uh, okay, I just wanted him to kick a little bit more butt in the movie, but whatever, it's fine. I did too. Also, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Lex uh, Davis, the the woman who plays, I guess, the main girlfriend. That woman is so beautiful and so powerful. I was like, ah, uh, I think I love her. Yeah, quick shout out to Andrea Londo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick shout out. I mean, yes, of because course, shout out I, to Lex, but very quick shout out to Andrea Londo. Just well, <laughs> well I want to talk about I want to talk shout about out the to two that, women to in that particular. Who is threesome? <laughs> it's just like that scene is so unnecessary. Honestly, it's such an unnecessary threesome. It's, it goes I think it's unnecessarily long. I don't think it's an unnecessary threesome because I think well, the yeah, relationship needed long. to be explained. Yeah. And I think that that, like, I think her just after, and then immediately after she's serving dinner, it's like, okay, I think we understand what the relationship is. I kind of, I thought, <laughs> I actually kind of liked it in a weird way. It was like, they were showing a polyamorous relationship yeah. and like, didn't talk too much about it right like they weren't like this is a thing people weren't like oh my god like you have both of those women like yeah it was like they were like hey how do we make a man who is because i think in the original super he has like two girlfriends 
Mm-hmm. And, but they're like, I think they're separate. And it's just like, he's like a womanizer, right? Essentially. And they're like, how do you make this so it's not just him just being like some terrible dude who's like yeah. cheating on a girlfriend or whatever? It's like, oh, polyamory. Like they have a polyamorous relationship. She's like the main woman. And then the other one's like, like number two or whatever, but it works. Like, and then they have the two women have a relationship with each other as well. And like, I don't know, like that's because a, it's a thing. Before People that scene, it. it was still uh, like a gray. Like I was like, like I yeah. do not know what they are. <laughs> like, well, before that scene, I thought she was. I thought the two women were together. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. I was like, Oh wait, wait, what's happening? And then oh, they're all, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought um, it was the two of them. Anyway. Um, uh, but I will say this: I kind of have a weird <laughs> relationship with the women in this movie because I I wanted them to have. Uh, of course, we always watch these movies and we want the women to do more because that's just how things need to be. But it was interesting because they, 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 the two of them were important in two different fields, which I kind of liked. They were like a yin and a yang where, you know, she was the business one, the one that they even comment, other people comment on that she is almost making more money than the drug dealers because of how much she sells mm-hmm. art for, uh, Lex's right. character. But then you have Cynthia who... Uh, uh, Priest comments, man, I can't, and she can't leave. One, she likes it here, and two, she runs this place. Like, she knows everything. And also, she's the one who's like, fuck that, we ain't running. We staying here. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. She's out here. She's out here being like, let's just kill everybody. Uh, so I did like that they were yin and yang. Of course, yeah. we wanted them to do more, but I did like that they had those moments of standing up for themselves. And when he told them to shut up, it was a beat, and they started screaming at him. <laughs> I definitely think, like... Um, I definitely think that they did a good job of sort of portraying the dynamics. Um, I thought that that was really strong. Um, and, and it was hard too because they didn't have they didn't have they like didn't have enough scenes with uh the, I I would say they didn't have enough scenes with Cynthia or Georgia. I mean, they had like a few more with Georgia than they yeah, did with I Cynthia, agree. but they didn't have enough with either of them to really uh, uh, establish what exactly was happening or what was going on. But I thought that the scenes with them worked really well. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoying earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earning today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. 
See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh, no. He's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless, on the road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. A, a moment and one of my favorite moments uh, in the movie is the fight that they have at the end. Yeah. Uh, the fight, the, uh, the, not the, not the, well, also that fight sequence is pretty cool, but I mean the, like the, um, whether they should leave or not. Yeah. The whether they should leave or not fight. And, uh, and, uh, there's a moment where he's like, he says something like shut up or he like tells him to stop or he blah, says like, he's like, both of you shut up. Yeah. And then they both just like, and they stop. <laughs> lay into it. Lay into it. That, that was, was really great. Fun. And then he's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Every, yeah, everybody in my theater laughed at that. It was great. Yeah, everyone in my theater laughed at that too. Uh, I did. I mean, the fight scenes were kind of crazy. I mean, it's weird because it's weird because I feel like a lot happened in this movie, but also nothing happened in this movie. If that's if that yes, makes sense. no, it does make sense. That's what my whole TV <laughs> yeah, thing is yeah. about. Is that is like there was a lot of action. There was a lot of plot. Like there were things that happened that they were all interesting scenes, but it didn't work together to tell one cohesive story. It was just a bunch of mini stories yeah, that were right. happening and um, with a bunch of characters that were like kind of di- disparate, you know, and, and it, and it like comes together in the end, but it doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like there's a driving action in the movie, even though he says he wants to get out and like, there's this plan set in motion. It's like, I don't know. It just felt, uh, some things felt, they just felt disconnected, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, not not even random, just disconnected. Like it 
It felt like mini episodes. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you have um, no, it did. You know what? You, it's difficult. Wait. Uh, here's a good. Here's a good example. Uh, what's his name? Uh, they do a drive-by on Snow Patrol, right? Eddie commissions a drive-by on Snow Patrol. Yeah. They kill this dude, and then, like, after that scene, you know, we see that like they're they're pissed. Snow Patrol's pissed, but then. You go with Priest, and I think maybe this is when he went, like, goes to Mexico to, like, go around Scatter to get, like, you know, more uh, product uh, because Scatter denies him. And that whole thing in Mexico happens where you have that, and then you have him on the plane, and then him back, and then they come back. And when they finally get back to the house, they're like, oh, did you hear? Like, there was this shootout. And I was like, yo, that happened, like, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, it feels like a a significantly (laughs) longer time because of the scale of the movie, right? right? But if it were if it were an episode of a TV show and that happened at the beginning and then they were like and that same amount of time passed, <laughs> they were like did you hear? Right. That would still Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh shoot, now yeah. here's the new thing yeah, for the next yeah. episode that they're going to have to confront." Yeah. But for this movie it was like it like I didn't understand like timing at all. Yeah, like yeah, I, I was like sure. what like like I didn't understand the timeline. I didn't understand why people weren't in connection with each other, how people knew about things. Like, yeah. they were just like... And then, and I similarly had an issue time frame wise that I've, I remember feeling that, but then I was like, okay, I let that slide. But then when Scatter finally confronts him right. about it, I was like, I don't even care at this point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like, over. I want to see something else. Right, we've moved on. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, that is interesting. But then, if it were a TV show, it's yeah. Gatter finally was approaching him. Like it's interesting. Yeah, like later. Because you're like, on, oh snap, like, that yeah, character's finally back. Finally, it's happening. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's like this thing happened, the end of this episode, and then the last thing is him in the car, and you're like, oh shoot, what's going to happen next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. back. You know what I mean? It's like we thought yeah, he was yeah. gone, and he's you're back. Right. He's back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But now it's like it's a movie. I'm like, yo, <laughs> y'all should have been wrapped this up. Like I. There's other stuff happening. We're on to something else now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I feel that. Yeah, it, it's it's so crazy because, yeah, man, you're right, John. Like, it's, this would have been better just as a TV show because I'm trying to think about how to even talk about moments. But I'm like, I don't even know. How, like, after, you know, after he goes to, after the hit with Snow Patrol, it's like you have that moment with Big Boy at the art gallery. He's hitting on um, Lex. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then... Okay, I got to talk about one thing. The actor who plays Juju, like the guy who hates on Priest, I was having a tough time with him because I'm like, I get why this guy is so angry, but it felt like they just told him to be angry the whole yeah. movie. So it's like every time you saw him, he, <laughs> but like not even in the fun <laughs> villain way where the villain like is happy to ruin somebody. It just, it was so much seething and so much anger i'm like man, there, y'all should have there was y'all didn't give my man anything there to was do. only one scene where that bothered me because i was talking about how i really liked it the first yeah, scene which one the first two or the first two or three i really liked i was like totally on board with it completely fine with it but then the third or fourth one has the exact it's literally the exact same dialogue which is like i think it's the one where where i think it's the scene where they're getting the funeral ready I can't believe you're saying that because it's actually the only scene that I liked. That's the only one that you liked? <laughs> so, because, but that was when you were finally, on, you were just finally on board with it. Like, 
Like I, that was what that had to be what happened with you is that it, you finally got on board. What with I it. liked was the reaction. Well, what I liked was what uh, uh, Q, Q said. Q said, like I liked him just being like, "Come on!" Like, he's like in this funeral shop and he's like, "He's like, come on, man! How you gonna let priests do this to us?" But I was like, "Yeah, yo, man, take the bass out your voice." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know who you talking True. to? But after he goes, if he steps, yeah, he's like, "You would let him step to you like that?" He was like, "Hell no!" But that's me, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Damn!" Also. <laughs> Also, okay, yes. Also, Q should have pimp smacked him. Yeah, Q yeah. should have. That should have been where the pimp smack came in. Yeah, I, I mean, thought they were setting sure. up that that Juju was gonna kill Q. I thought they were setting that up the whole I, time. Same here. A hundred percent thought that that was gonna happen. I thought, and I thought it was gonna happen right there. Yeah, me too. When it didn't happen, I was so kind of surprised. Yeah, and I and I think had that happened in that scene, then I would have loved that scene. But because all that essentially happened. Uh, as far as I had been seeing it, it was like, like other time, once right? again, yeah, once again, he was just mad. And then once again, Q was going, get off of that priest shit. You know what I mean? It was just like another You know what it is? Because it's like, even though I liked how Q reacted, there is a point where I'm like, yo, if you don't want your like second in command to like be doing all of this beefing like and like kind of ruin stuff for you, you do something about it. Yeah. You don't just let it slide. You yeah, don't just like yeah. talk back to him like, you do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the fact that he wasn't, I was like, yo, I was like, okay, the fact that he isn't means that he isn't as strong and that means this dude is going to take him over. Yeah. Or he has to do, you know what I mean? But he like, does after, the, is it after this or right before this the, that he does go and confront Priest? Yeah. Just he like, what's up? Like, yeah. is, that, is it after this scene or is it before this scene? I can't remember. It's after this scene. It's after this scene. Uh, so after, he does after. he it does he sort of work to some degree. And then and then from then on they're on they're on their case. They're like trying to get, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, it's man. yeah, it's just interesting because yeah. he was just doing the most. I was like, my God. I was exhausted. Every time I saw that guy, I was like, man, my man is just exhausting. Um but oh, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about Jason Mitchell. All right. Okay. Jason Mitchell, I love that he was in this movie, and he had he had a really good moment, especially when we get to like the cop, like the first cop instance later on. But I was like, man, because he is technically, you know, we've seen uh, 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 straight out of Compton by now. So I'm like, man, you got this actor who you know can do some things. I like, I needed more Jason Mitchell. I needed more. I did, man. I was like, it's like cowbell. I needed more <laughs> cowbell in this movie, and I felt like I didn't get it. At least if he was going to have jokes, because he had a couple every now and then. My favorite thing Jason Mitchell did in this movie is that the moment after the fight between him and Priest, like he, get, he gets up, he's kind of groggy, but then he has this look of kind of sadness on his face, like he just fought with his best friend and lost. Yeah. <laughs> like... I thought that was like a real genuine moment. And then after, you know, the cop situation with, um, what's his name? Fat Boy? Fat Boy Freddy or something? Yeah, uh, Freddy. It was Fat Freddy. Fat Freddy. After that situation, I was like, my man is giving you acting moments, bruh. There are just so many acting. times, there are just so many times where I just feel like I believe every single thing he says. Just everything that comes out of his mouth, it's like, I believe that this is how he feels and it means everything to him. You know what I mean? Like totally. Yeah. It was like just really, really great, great moments. I just wish he had. I mean, I, I do wish he was in it more. Um, 
And also, it made me think about the movies that Jason Mitchell has to take because I, I feel very frustrated because I think he's a really good actor, and I think everyone kind of knows it, but I right. think... I don't... It's something like... The fact that he didn't get a nomination for Straight Outta Compton is weird to me. Like, I wouldn't... Uh. I think that... I just... I need someone to explain it to me. You know what I mean? I need... I need... I need the old white people who used to be in charge <laughs> of the Academy to explain to me, did they even watch it? I need to know if they watched it. You know what I mean? I need... I want to go to all of their houses and I need to tell... I want them to tell me, did you watch this movie? And if you did not watch it, why not? And also, if you did <laughs> I mean, not watch no, it... Gerard, there's no way they watched... But this is my point. My point is, how can you be the person to nominate movies if you don't watch all the movies? Like know. you should. Doesn't not, that, I mean, that's like. That, but that's what happens. Like that's that. That's what happens. I think that happens in every. Yeah, of course. Just in every sort of. I mean, that's like me. Yeah. That's me working at Burger King and being like, you know what? I'm not making Frosties today. <laughs> like your job is to make the fucking Frosty. Like, you work here at the place known for fucking Frosties. You got to make the Frosty. I was just looking up uh, the, the awards that The Wire got, speak, since we're talking about awards real quick. And they didn't even get any NAACP image awards. They got a ton of nominations, but they didn't even get those awards. Wow. Damn. There were no, they they, they, they won no Emmys. They won no NAACP awards. They did get the Peabody Award, though, for a season. Wow. Which feels, that feels important. Oh God! What are we <laughs> Look, man. When I think about this movie for real, for real, and I, I know it's kind of tough because I feel like a lot happens, and I don't even know what to address. But I really want to talk about the cop. I gotta get. We gotta get to the cop. Yeah, we yeah. Gotta so right, essentially, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's this great thing where they figure out that it was Freddie because his girlfriend, his, his girlfriend, like because he cheated on his girlfriend, she goes to Snow Patrol. <laughs> she she literally figures out yeah. the location on his phone, which is like some like crazy snooping that she did, which is insane. Yeah, but I get it. But uh, it was like a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a stretch, but like, but it made sense. I, I I mean, she had to have known she was giving a death sentence to him, which like maybe she just didn't think about. She was just really mad. Uh, it was like kind of like wow, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, it's freaking intense. But uh, she goes and she tells Snow Patrol, yep, it was Freddy who killed him. And so they're about to kill him, but he's, you know, <laughs> getting a blowjob in the car uh, while he's driving. And a cop sees him, pulls him over. Uh, and this is when the song comes. Like, he, the, 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 the girl, like, talks back to the cop. He asks him to get out of the car. He searches the car. Uh, while he's searching the car, he's singing Ride and Dirty by Chameleon Air. Oh, my God. Oh. Just keep singing it. It's so good. He doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. For the whole scene. He doesn't scene. stop singing it. When I was watching it, I was like, is this perfect? Because it might be perfect. It was <laughs> Honestly, so good. It was. It was. I, when he first started singing, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is so fake. When then when he kept going... It just felt okay. Stop, the way the movie handled the cops in this, and, and again, I know we always gotta do this whole like preface of like, oh yeah, not all cops are bad, whatever the fuck. But we're talking about this racist mm -hmm. white man cop at this moment, which exists. Which I mean, if you go back to whatever, I'm not giving people a history lesson. It fucking exists. Anyway, <laughs> I'm looking at this dude, and I'm like, man, this, this dude. I, exactly. Like, if you don't know, I'm tired of. Doing, but like, the embodiment of this character just felt so real. 
that it was uncomfortable. And the thing is, yeah. the moment this cop shows up, and this this actor did a great job. Like, yeah, it, I was, you know, I've been looking at. We've been watching a lot of these movies lately with where these white people have to play these parts that are just like horrible, you know. And it's like uh, the you think about the actor and like why they chose to do it, et cetera, et cetera. But he like really just soaks up every single like shitty thing that he has to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he plays so well. Yeah. <laughs> like he does a great job yeah. of doing it. And he finds the brick, <laughs> finds a brick of cocaine in the car. Uh, uh, still singing. Still singing. I mean, he, <laughs> he does puts it up so to their many face, illegal things. He does so many illegal wow. things. <sighs> it's crazy. He does so much illegal shit up until this point. Like even going in the car, even like the girl talking back yeah. and him being like, "Get out the car." Like, is there's so many rules and, on like uh, how you have to get out of the car that people don't know. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, so he he takes them. Then he like drives them like down to the river. You're like, what the flip? <laughs> and there's this woman there who looks like she's an FBI agent. Uh, yeah, it's like we don't know who she is. But then I guess she's just a uh, just a cop. In a narcotics. cop? Um, a, I think she's like a DEA agent. Uh, but she's also like a famous Cameron actress. What's her name? Jennifer Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was like, what is she doing in this movie? <laughs> I was like. This is perfect, I think. Because she's, she was, uh, I mean, I only know her from House, and then maybe, I think, maybe I've seen her in one other thing. But she was just so sweet on House to, like, be this horrible villain. Like, that was great. She was good. Yeah. Yeah, she was good. I, I will say this, it was, it was crazy because seeing them shake down, getting shaked down by the police, guys, it sucks. I'm going to say this, it sucks. I think I just texted uh, John and, and before we recorded this, and I was like, yo, I'm in a, uh, a cafe with a bunch of cops. It felt weird <laughs> until I saw, like, two Mexican cops, and I was like, for some reason, this feels okay. <laughs> Once all the white guys left. And seeing this white cop drive them back, I was like, dog, he's not letting them go, man. I was like, this, the world doesn't work like this. The world, the world doesn't work where you can just easily make a deal and have it be fine. And the moment he shoots right. them, I was like, I knew it was happening, bruh. It was crazy. And you get to see, you saw in a movie so many videos that we've seen in real life. And I was like, oh, God, man. That hurt. That hurt. Mm. Anyway, so did you get to the part about uh, her, like, figuring out who he works for? Uh, Yeah. I just just talked about how, like, the the white cop shot everybody. And it made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. but basically, she like like shakes him down, f- figures out, th- get like threatens his life so that the girl says like, "Yeah, he works for priest." I Eddie and priest. I thought I liked this. I mm-hmm. thought that that scene worked well. Um, it. Uh, I think this happened a couple times though, where it was just getting it was getting frustrating in a way that like. Uh, if this were a TV show, it would happen all the time, but it would like it would piss me off, but I would accept it because it was the show. Um, but where people would literally just say, like, I want I need you to do this, like do this or don't do this. Mm-hmm. And then immediately someone does it like immediately like the the hit on, you know, the 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 hit on the guy from Snow Patrol. Um, 
the and then this woman talking. Like it's like what like he said don't say anything. He knows this life that he is in. Like maybe he gets shot. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like right. that maybe that just happens. Uh yeah. it's fine. She was going to get killed anyway. So. Yeah. And uh yeah, and then we get to the scene where basically he's like, "All right, have a nice night. Let's them go." They get in their car. And he was like, damn it. And she was like, I'm sorry. I thought he was going to kill you. He's like, I'm not mad at you. We just got to figure out how to tell Priest. And then the cop puts on his lights, like, literally after they have that short conversation. He's like, what the hell? Uh, he says, I'll see you. Before I'll see you soon. Oh. He says, I'll see you soon. Oh. And then he puts on his lights, like, minutes after. He's like, oh. And then you're like, oh, man, he's going to freaking arrest these people. Like, anyway. And, that, like, do a legal arrest there. Right. And then he, like, pulls them over, goes up, you know, license to registration. Man, you, why do you need to see my license to registration? Get your hand off that gun. Takes out his gun, kills him. And just just too many shots. Like, there are th- so many shots into the... Into kills both the, of them. You know, oh, I was saying, I thought, about, I thought about, like, the amount of bullets that they got shot. And I kept thinking about, it was a lot, but that... Is what happens though. That is what happens. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. You're literally, you're literally like watching it in a movie. You're like, wow, that's a lot. That's a bit much. But then you hear about these cases of, oh yeah, his cell phone was. They thought his cell phone was a gun, so they put twenty something rounds into him. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what happens when the person doesn't shoot back? I mean, like, yeah. why do you need to keep shooting? That's what they're trained uh, to do. That, actually. Oh, that's a part. I heard that they're keep... trained to empty their clip. Oh. When they fire, what? No, shouldn't be. Shouldn't people be trained to not have to shoot their gun? No, they're not trained to not kill. They're trained that if you are gonna shoot, then you shoot to kill. They're actually trained to shoot to kill because if it means that your life is in, in danger. So right, you if have to you're, take if them you're out. shooting, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? We're not in fuck. Like we don't. Okay, that's the point of the gun. It's not. It's not like. Oh, their training is oh, messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much like that they should just be going around killing people. It's like if you have to use the gun, then that's the point of the gun. Which is not the same. You know what I mean? It's like to, there's, a, there's a world in which I understand that being a rule and no one dies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, mean, I don't think that yeah, that no. could ever happen. But there yeah, is a world. You never shoot your freaking gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what? Like I mean, and the thing about the situation, it just it was just hard to watch it because it was the news afterwards, and how he was praised. The cop was praised for it, right? Uh, and even the video he, says, he, I mean, the video is him saying, "Hands off the gun!" You know, he's very scared. You can t- hear it in his voice. <laughs> he's very scared. Ugh. The people have to believe Yo, that video. I would have preferred if this movie wasn't even about battling other drug dealers, if it was just about battling crooked cops. I think I would have... You know what? That's what the movie... I, we should do a rewrite. Literally, if this movie was about that shit, I'd have felt way more into it because I'm like, that is... But you know, like I, what I did like about this and the, and, the, and, the, and the use of the cops, I've talked about how I sort of hate that the, the, the big bad at the end of Django is uh, Samuel Jackson and not... Uh, candy you know um even though i get it and understand it um but like i liked that the way that i liked that like the way that this movie ultimately worked was they were like no like we'll let the cop be the big bad 
you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though that's not the focus of the whole movie, they were like, actually, yeah, like... He was the big bad at the end. They were like, but this is worse. This is the thing that is this worse. This is the worst thing. And I, and I, I was 100% on board with that. I, like, yeah, at I first agree. I was like, oh, the movie's over? And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. You know, like, that was... I thought that was great. <laughs> Let's do a rewrite, though, where the big bad is. <laughs> well, my thing is, it's tricky because, like, this is, like, this... I forgot who said it. But uh, I think I've mentioned it on podcasts before, but like I feel like every time I think of horror movies and, and things that, you know, if there's a big bad and stories with people of color, it is literally just white people and dealing with them. Like, I hate, I hate to say it, it's like, yeah, there's good people, I get it. But there's so many people who die, especially by police violence, that just, cops just get off, they get paid, leave, and like nothing ever really happens. And it's just a thing where now... We've been watching movies that came out in the 90s. You heard the jokes. Movies in the early 2000s we reviewed had the jokes. We're in 2018, and it's still a thing now. It's like this will never, yeah. ever change. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so basically, the <laughs> he has to pay the cops. He has to pay the cops a million dollars so that they will uh, not arrest him and kill him. Um, but then they'll like, you know, make sure that he doesn't get arrested either. Uh, and they're going to take half. They have to pay a million up front and then half of the, his earnings after. And uh, you know what? They're very crooked and they're getting a lot out of him. But isn't having cops on his side, wouldn't that help him ultimately? Yeah, but he just wanted he to get He already had cops, though. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. He had, like, I, he had like eight. Yeah, he had that guy that he had that scene with. But that that's cop. the scene with Jason Mitchell, too, though, is that Jason Mitchell's like, I mean, it sucks that they kill Freddy, but at the same time, this is a good setup for us. Like, right, we're set yeah. now. Yeah. Like, yeah. we don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Like, we're good. We can take out Snow Patrol. We don't have to worry right, about Right, right, yeah. Like, we're set. And he's like, I'm trying to get out. He's like, don't you understand? Like, once they own you, they own you forever until they kill you. And he's like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> that, like we're there. Oh, he had maybe the best line in the movie, which is like, we're black men. In, what, what's your plan? We're black yeah, men in America. Yeah. There, there's nowhere safe. I, Which uh, is crazy, <laughs> but it's great. It was great. Uh, I love it was that. So great. Lot. I've been seeing so many. I've seen a bunch of movies lately that will have references to the political climate of today, or like, or, you know, um, and I just and this movie like definitely did it the best of all of of, of all of the ones right. that I've seen lately. Which no one know, no one's in my head and they haven't seen them, so they don't know what I'm talking about. But um, uh, uh, it was it just felt really weird for some of these other movies to like directly say Trump. And be just weird, and it's like, but this, the way that this movie dealt with this stuff was like was pretty spot on. I thought they did a great job with it. Yeah, yeah. but the, the thing it, it was too real. Um, Man, it made me sad. It made me sad. It was so just yeah. too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it there's was no place you can yeah. run. And I, I, I don't know. I liked that. I liked that it was like so. It was like it was so. I liked that it was so real and and. It was so real, but in the context of this like movie about a a, a, a semi black superhero, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where, like, I, I know I brought it up a lot, but I just think about like LeBron James and the fact that LeBron James is like loved and one of the best athletes in the world, but then people will still spray paint the N word on his house, and I'm like, if that dude can't get past just being a black guy in America, who who can? You know what I mean? 
like they spray painted the N-word where his kids live. On his house. Ugh. What happens after this? Oh, we did forget oh. to talk about Omar. Omar from The Wire was in here. Yeah. And like in Priest. Yeah, well, we talked we talk about a little bit scatter. He's basically the he was his pro uh, uh Priest was his protege. He taught Priest everything he knows. He was the connect. Priest goes over him. There's a short, there's like a mini episode that happens where they go to Mexico. Him and Eddie go. It's a mini episode. Priest and Eddie go to. A mini. A mini. <laughs> it's definitely a. That's the, there's the episode like suddenly they're in Mexico. You're like, yeah. why are they in yeah, Mexico? Yeah, yeah, it's just the Mexico episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, snap. They're going to the cartel. We're going to Mexico, Eddie. What? And then the episode ends and then it begins <laughs> and they're driving to Mexico. And he's like, oh, man. I feel safe in, on that side of the board. I want to stay on this Can side. We develop a Superfly TV show. It would be so good. There, I don't understand why it's not a TV show. It would be so good. Yeah, it would. It would be. Honestly, it would crush. They take Yo. Director X. They just take this cast. Do it on Netflix. Absolutely. It would kill. It would be great. This isn't going to make any money, so they're not going to do it. But that would. It would kill. But it would make. It would be a great TV show. Oh, my it goodness. Would be. If they could make Dear White People into a TV show, because that didn't make a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Like, they can do Superfly. That's but true. don't you need more? You need a little bit more for this, though, right? You need, like, fight fights and guns and stuff. Doesn't that cost? Yeah, them? but it would still be very well, cheap. Oh, it compared would cost to more money. Yeah, cost more money to make, to make, yeah, than Dear White People. No? they made. I mean, sure, but they made a, what's it called into a TV show? The, the Robinsons. Uh, Oh. oh yeah, lost in space. Lost in space. Lost in lost space. In space. Oh yeah. right, and that's very expensive. That's very expensive. That show's okay, but this would be a better show. This would be a better show than this. That is true. Um, yeah, I think that. Uh, I think so. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. Anyway, just to wrap that up, they were like, <laughs> he like goes to the connect. The connect like first is gonna kill him, and then he like tells him about his brother and his mom. Which this is the time where the information actually made sense. Yeah, <laughs> for him, the guy did not kill him, and then. And then uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you three times the amount that I give uh, 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 Scatter, just the start, and you have to pay me up front. And Priest is like, cool. And then he does it, and he does it. And then, and then yeah, then we see, basically, he's, basically, Omar, <laughs> Michael Kenneth Williams is out of the movie for a while, and then he finally like shows up after Freddy's dead at the funeral, just gets into his car, and he's like, we need to talk, points a gun to his head, forces him to drive down to meet the connect, and Priest Yo. is like, man, you should have took the L on this one. He's like, take the L, huh? Like, you understand, like, I'm a, I, I, what? <laughs> he said it's, he said, uh, it's one thing to get out the game, it's nothing to be pushed, pushed out. out. Yeah. I thought that, the, I yeah. actually, as much as I was, did not, want this scene because I was like ready to just watch other stuff. I did like what came out of this scene and the, scene. and the subsequent flashbacks Great. to like the flashbacks. They were I Again, really liked them. All of this stuff were I I'm telling you like everything mostly everything in this movie works as individual pieces. Yeah. They just yeah, don't yeah. work as a full movie story. Yeah. Like that's why I'm like it's just I can't I can watch this in pieces. Yeah. Because it's interesting. Yeah. But it's not a movie. Especially like, especially <laughs> the like. It's not um, a cohesive narrative story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but especially the hair, the, the reference to the hair right. that we get from the, from, the, from the flashback. Because like, I mean, because the hair was kind of ridiculous and silly. But also like yeah. he wore it in a way that he was like, no. And then like 
they kept having scenes where they would call it out and he would be very defensive of it. So like that was cool. And then the explanation of why he's that way was I thought it was just like great. Like exactly. Yeah. Like why tiger does it why does a lion why does a lion have a mane? Have a mane? Why does a tiger have stripes? Tell everybody. Makes sense. Don't it fuck all with makes me. Sense. whatever it was. Yeah. They're not to be fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That yeah, good. all makes sense. And I like the dude who played the head of the cartel guy. Like, yeah, he, was he was cool. He, he did a good job. You know, he kills. Is it is it Scatter? Yeah, he, he kills shoots Scatter. Scatter. He kills shoots him. No, well, well, like, that. have I ever lied to you? <laughs> he shoots him. He's like, yeah, actually, you have. And then you find out that Scatter was stealing money from him like that whole time, just skimming a little bit off the top. Which, like, damn. Yeah. Uh, and the only way he found out. Because what I liked about the fact that that um, that priest had to pay him up front was I was like, as much as he is going over Scatter's head, it's like it's still business, you know. Yeah. So like, it felt like no matter what happened with Scatter, like they could be cool. They could be. There was a world where they could be cool. Right. But then we learn that like not only was he better at the job than Scatter, but. <laughs> He was like so much better that that was <laughs> weird, you know. Like that, I thought that was cool. Right. He was like, "Yeah, I knew because like you were making me so much more, so much more money, which actually didn't even make sense, even if you account for how much more product I was giving you." So I did, you know, looked at the books and basically found out that Scatter was stealing from me. Puts him in some thing. What I forgot what that machine was called, but it basically oh, it, was like, it was like compressing like, people. Yeah. Oh, he was like, it, it was a bet. It was a better way to cremate you. It was. It was more. What did he say? Environmentally he friendly. Said, yeah, more environment, environmentally friendly. Just turns you into goo. Um, and uh, so he dies. And then basically, then it's basically like priest. Like, uh, what's her name? Dies. Uh, yeah, Cynthia. Cynthia dies. All she right, goes out in a blaze of glory, though. Kicking ass in that scene. She. She was <laughs> handling it. She had no fear. <laughs> she yeah. was, and the only way they took her down was by shooting through the floor. Shooting boards. through the floor. That was the only way she could step out <laughs> and shoot at them, and was perfectly fine. That was amazing. Um, Yo, we get this gnarly car chase, and the thing about this car chase true. is this is the part that threw me off because. This was them using the sped up footage because I'm thinking maybe they couldn't, of course, drive as fast as they wanted to because they probably were driving in Atlanta, whatever. But as they're doing this car chase, and I guess I'm about to spoil it, but when um, Priest gets cued to kind of crash into the statue and his car just instantly blows up, I was like, is that how cars work? <laughs> I was like... I, mean, it I don't immediately know explode. Of in course a, they don't. In action movies. Of course they don't work. <laughs> exactly. Yo, it immediately uh, exploded. I was like, oh. And the, the Confederate monument just falls down. Like, was it was funny. like, I like hell yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was like, a nice touch. I think, I think it was that moment when I realized I loved this movie. Because I was like, oh. Or the way that they were, the way that they were dealing with the 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 stuff. I was like, oh, they just have no shame. They just like don't care. It was cool. Eh? <laughs> it was a nice touch. Again, it fell out of place. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, I was just like, I was like, cool, like this scene should have happened a while ago. Also, like, I was like, what an unceremonious takedown of the head of the snow patrol. He just crashed Bruh, into it. The all the all the takedowns weren't good except for the last one. When Juju dies, it's not even priest or anybody that kills him. It's just yeah. the white lady cop. Yeah, that's true. 
Wait, is it the white lady? Well, at the end. So Snow. So basically, but basically, he starts taking down all the people. Like right. So Priest like sets up. He finally sets up his master plan, and uh, he has Eddie go pretend like he's gonna betray. Betray. Priest. This is great. Takes takes basically the entirety of the gang of Snow Patrol to their like furniture store. And then he's like, priest. And then like floodlights comes on. Eddie like dives out of the way. All these like FB, like SWAT team comes in, wastes like the entirety of Snow Patrol, kills all of them. Um it was great. And it was it was too quick, you know. I felt like it was too quick. But I also I know that he didn't take them out, but I loved that they took him out because it because it felt like an exercise of his power. Like it was. he's someone who doesn't kill. He doesn't kill. You know, he's he's openly said that, but just took out an entire gang. Yeah, first, he, yeah, he takes out Q by getting him driving, <laughs> and then Q probably wouldn't have done what Q probably wouldn't have fell for Eddie's trick. And no, then, right, yeah. But so the, yeah. this dude does, right? And so they yeah. get taken out, and then he like records the cop woman on the phone saying that she took out Snow Patrol, which gets her arrested. So he takes her out. And then we finally get to the last big bat. Oh no, sorry. Before that, there's uh the cartel guy gets taken out because he said like you have to remain in this game forever. Yeah. So he tells the mom he tells the mom that, you know, that he, he ratted out his brother. So she so great. also that's that was one of those scenes where it was like much longer than it needs to be like yeah very long like yeah it was yeah oh very especially since like the movie was pretty much over at this point and we were like all right and we weren't invested really in the mom character at all at all but they <laughs> they 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 drew up the scene and that mom was cold yeah so I think she was based on the Black Widow like the famous uh oh yeah. Uh, what are, that what is she was called the Black Widow. I don't know her actual name, but she was like this legendary woman from, I think what is it back in the seventies, eighties, who brought cocaine huh. into America like crazy, like she used to carry around a gold AK forty seven or something like that, <laughs> like wow. crazy. Uh, Dude, oh. I mean, she was so cold. She like, she just she just was watches her her son, son who's screaming for his life, and she's just like get melted into anymore. black goop. You're not my study. You're not my blood anymore. You're whatever the hell this machine does. Like, yo. <laughs> oh my god. Even like the other dudes like put him in the machine. He's like screaming and they're like they like look at the mom and the mom just has like no mercy. She also says, "I would have respected you more if you, you killed, killed him." Oh my god. It was a hot mess. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week 
on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. Yo, all right, can we can we get to my favorite scene? Can we get to my favorite scene? Yeah, we're yes, here. we can. We're Yo. there. We're at the scene. Honestly, and I know people are going to feel some kind of way about this, but I don't think I've ever seen them, and straight up, and I really mean this, because I was thinking about how to talk about it on the podcast without offending people, but now I just don't care. I've never seen a scene that brought me so much joy as this last scene. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I, swear, I swear on everything, yo. The mere fact, because the whole way through I the mean, movie, I was like, I, I, was, like, I was so surprised, so surprised oh. that they put this in the movie. I was yeah. like, oh. holy crap. This is intense. Dude, yeah. dude, midway through the movie, my mom was like, man, please, you can't just kill this cop. Like, he has to go out. Like, it has to be something else. And then when he didn't die, I was like, oh, man, is he really about to, like, pay this dude? But when he takes right. his coat off, drops his gun, and beats this dude's at yo, when he takes out the dude's billy club, and, yo, my, it was seven of us, everyone started clapping, bro. Like, literally the moment <laughs> of him taking that club out, I have never, even right now, the joy, <laughs> like, the, a racist white, you know what they, the racist white dude who beats the shot of black people and gets away with it? This black man in a fancy suit, in a sports car with a bag for the money, be a yeah. big ass. I really wanted, you know what I dude. wanted to happen though too. Ugh. I, <laughs> and this is very dumb and wouldn't have been as cool, but I wanted like other black people to just show up and just start stomping on him. <laughs> like I yo, wanted him to get I, Rodney King. Like I really wanted like yo, I and wanted I'm not, I'm, to just keep going. I loved weird. the scene. I loved the scene. Yeah. But I was like, yo, if Jason Mitchell comes out of the car and just starts beating. Well, it's weird because, like, of course, of course, we're not trying to advocate violence, but it's like, my God, yo, after you see so much stuff happen to people of color today, this year, 2018 alone, and to see this black dude, bruh, to see him take that nice stick, man, and I, I'm sorry, man, I wish I, I wish I could say that I'm better than this. I wish I could, but I, I don't think I am. I don't. I don't think I am, man. I don't think I am. To see that racist cop. It's cool, bro. Uh, that, that, you know, this is the reaction that they wanted the audience oh, to have. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this is what I literally was. This is what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, like my all of my theater is loving this. It's all all black people. We're just watching priests. This black man like beat this white cop, break his arm. Oh, yeah. Like, br- oh, man, his arm. And left him and left him. And then Took the money, him left him, and he fixed his hair. And he fixed his motherfucking perm. Well, he afterwards. was fixing his hair throughout the whole fight. That was the funniest thing. We were laughing throughout that. He like punch him, do a bunch of stuff, and then he just fix his hair. <laughs> and then he'd go back. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, I it's it's and yo, and I, I want people to know like this is not advocating violence, but it's just like, man, to see a black man get payback. Off of so that's the that's the first one I've ever seen a black man yeah. fight a racist white cop and win. But, but that's won. also the beauty of this of this scene, I think, too, because it's not it's not just advocating violence towards police. It's like this guy's clearly a villain. Yeah, like, he's a murderer. He's, I like that line too when pre, when he was like he's like oh we're gonna take down cops. He's like they're not cops, they're murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like. That ending that is so. Great. I'm sorry. This ending is so fucking good. I don't even know what else. I don't even know what else happened after the movie because I was just in like a euphoria state. Well, I, was so I was like, then they I don't go to know. Montenegro, <laughs> right? Did they? <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know. Yeah, they. Did. Yeah, he was on. A, they're on a boat, and then Jason Mitchell's like running the 
running the uh, the drug business, and uh, and then that's it. Yeah, they get they have the they have the mayor in their pocket. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love whatever, man. Give me a give me a TV show. You know what? I'm on John's team. Give me a TV show and I'm ready. Hey, hey, can I talk to Hollywood real quick though? Yeah, all right. This is my thing. All right, Hollywood. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but we need to start supporting all of these movies. You know, the mere fact that we could not find Superfly on the cover of Fandango's homepage. Mm. Fandango shows yeah. indie movies. Fandango shows everything. But we can't find Superfly released by a big studio on the front page. It's not on AMC's front page. It's something a little weird about that. And you know what, Hollywood? I am happy to have lived my life and seen a scene where an educated hood black man with money takes out vengeance on a racist white police officer. Now, if you don't, if you feel some kind of way about how weird that is, then welcome to our everyday life about feeling tension about whether or not if you get a ticket, you may die. Like that is literally, that is not even a joke. That's not like, that's not a thing that we can say lightly anymore. That is literally the struggle and thought process that happens now when people interact with cops if you're a person of color. Because you don't know if they're good. Yeah, they're good cops, but we don't know who we're getting. Just like if a woman goes on a date, she don't know if this guy's a murderer or a rapist or an evil person. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for the best. Literally, we're out here hoping for the best. And in this movie, we see somebody who gets away with some fucked up shit, who shows up to the funeral of a person he murdered to get money. <laughs> Literally. The person he murdered, he shows up to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Hollywood? We need more stories where we can see everyone's point of view. And I was so happy to see that this guy was able to enact, I don't know, man, maybe a fantasy of many people who are incarcerated or many people who've been had a gun pulled on them by the people who were supposed to protect them. Like, we were able to see that moment and we were able to get a little bit closer to the times when we can have our culture be something that is seen as prestigious. Not just like, the, I feel like, yeah, we know hip-hop is like, you know, the forefront of culture is better than rock and roll now, uh, but it still doesn't have that class that you would associate with country music. It doesn't have that, it doesn't have that, that, that rock star lifestyle that you were, and you know, you include with rock. We still have this kind of, this, this mentality where people like, like us, but we're like the side piece, you know, like we're the side piece, like you love your side piece, <laughs> but like you don't want your side piece getting too much confidence, too much shine. And so I think we're almost at that point where we can have that hip-hop movie that can get that Oscar nomination and maybe win. You know, Boys in the Hood came out in, what, 91, 92? We haven't been there since, which is sad, but I think we can get a little bit closer as long as, like, at least on our part, we keep attempting to do more things. And Hollywood, just get your foots out of your ass and just let us do it. Like, let us win. Let us fail. Everything doesn't have to be Black Panther, yo. Like, that is, like, everything doesn't have to be Black Panther in number. <laughs> And I feel like every time people are like, oh, well, I mean, it was okay. Like, I think about Wrinkling Time. Wrinkling Time to me is a good movie. People are like, well, I mean, it didn't do Black Panther numbers. Like, what the fuck? White movies ain't doing Titanic numbers, but niggas ain't bringing up Titanic every goddamn day. Shit. Give us no, a I chance to I exist. Agree, I think. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I think about that shit all the time where it's like, <laughs> no, how often do you hear like, oh, man, this blockbuster came out. But it didn't do what Titanic did. Didn't do what Avatar did. Like, yeah, nigga, we're talking about Avatar and Titanic. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, we don't we don't equate every white movie to be the greatest. It doesn't have to be fucking uh, Godfather Part Two. It doesn't have to be Citizen Kane. Shit. 
Let us stop, man. Whatever, y'all. Did, I'm mad now. I was happy. Now I'm mad. I don't know why I'm mad. You just y'all. talked yourself into being mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know why or how it happened. Uh, y'all go ahead. I need. I'm. 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 I'm doing push-ups in John's closet. I mean James's closet right now. <laughs> well, something that I realized um, while I was watching it because uh-huh. Superfly, right? Is that the movie? J- yeah, man. Okay. So I was watching Superfly, and I was like, "Wait a minute." Superfly is like pretty badass. Yeah, that's true. Like he can like fight really well. Yeah, yeah. And he can like he does stuff sometimes where you're like he's kind of like a superhero. It's true. He did dodge a bullet. He completely <laughs> dodges a bullet. <laughs> and it. I mean, he straight up dodged a bullet. He dodges a bullet. <laughs> and so I wondered, who would win in a fight, Superfly or Hancock? Hancock. You think Hancock will yes. win? Yes. He's a superhero. What, what you think, Jarrah? Hey, honestly, though. Superfly or Hancock? I think, I think Superfly may give him some work. Hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't, I, that's who I think, too, Jarrah. I think Superfly would kick Hancock's ass. Superfly got powers we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. There's something about his perm. It's the perm. It's something yes. about his perm. Okay, Hancock can fly. Yeah, but Yo. Superfly is Superfly, though. James, okay. Don't you point your finger at me. No, he pointed his finger at me. Get that finger (laughs) off my face. All right. No, put put that finger down. (laughs) Says Superfly is Superfly. All right, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them or or, uh, how well we think they were made uh, through a critical lens, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we film, if we feel the film truly helped the cause completely, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think, hey man, this movie didn't help the cause, we don't give it anything. Uh-oh. So. Uh-oh. On the count of three, we're going to throw up our ratings. Ready? Yep. One, two, oh, man, this is gonna be hard. Superfly, three. Uh, okay. I gave it a black fist. I also gave it a black fist. I gave it two black fists. But that doesn't make any sense. Oh, two shit. It got fists. three black fists? Maybe it got four black fists. It got three <laughs> black fists. Yeah. Yo, boom, all right. Wow, did that? Wow, boom, wait, did it? Boom, boom, yes, boom, I gave it a black boom. fist. I was thinking about giving it a white palm, but the reason I gave it a black fist is because even though this movie isn't going to make much money, it it costs sixteen million dollars to make, so uh, it will probably lose money, but it it won't lose that much. And it did give this guy Trevor another film to start in, Burning Sands yep. being the other one, even though that was a Netflix movie. Um, uh, I think that. Um, he has a good film career ahead of him, I think. Uh, hopefully this movie will help. I think it can help. I think even though this felt more like a TV show than a movie, we still were able to get uh, uh, some actors, some roles, people, you know what I mean, Jason Mitchell is doing his thing. Uh, and, um, you know, it's kind of, this is one of those cases of like, Giving actors opportunities, even if those movies aren't great and like white people don't see them, is still still help can still help the cause. Uh, 
and I guess I'm more excited for Trevor's career than necessarily like this movie. Yeah, to be like hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I and I do think he did a good job in this, you know. And, and I think that even even though the script wasn't great, it still was interesting enough that people can see. Like there were really good good scenes in it, so people can watch him and be like, "No, nah, I want this guy," you know. So that's why I gave it a fist. Yeah. Uh, I go. I I agree with everything John said, which is all well and good. But I only gave this movie a black fist because of that last scene. Straight up, this movie, <laughs> if you, you should go see this movie solely for the final scene of this movie. Like that, like, it was, the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, it's getting a black fist. I, I forgot everything, like literally, I could care two shits about everything before. <laughs> but it gave me that final scene and it is something that I never thought that I would ever see or even wanted to, to be honest. Cause again, like I'm not yeah. advocating violence, but it was just, uh, I don't know, man, it felt therapeutic in a way, man. And it was like, and some of it was in slow motion. It just felt like, I, I man, I, I can't describe what that felt like watching it. It just felt like, and everybody in the theater was kind of on the same vibe too. It was like, yeah, man, fuck, <laughs> you know? Ah, it felt like a release. Um, yeah. So I gave it a black fist solely for that final scene. Yeah, and I mean, and I gave it two black fists um, right. because <laughs> just because I mean everything everybody's been saying. Uh, I thought Trevor did a great job. I th- oh my god, Jason Mitchell, Jason Mitchell, um, Jason Mitchell. Uh, and Director X did a great job. And was this written by a black person too? Probably right. I think it, I think there's no way a white person wrote this, right? Um, and just you know, we need to be making more of these movies. Sony need to step up, but that's why it's not making no money because of Sony. I don't know about that, but I, I mean, well, I do think Sony should. I, I, it's something. Something is weird. If they had this movie and or whoever's in charge um, of the marketing, they need to step. Yeah, something's good. weird. Um, because I literally only knew about it from Gerard talking about it. It's the only way I even knew it was a thing. Um, uh, and I thought, like, I just feel like we need to see more black faces on screen. We need to tell more black stories. We need to talk about the shit that's going on in the streets right now. And we need to address it. Anyway, I just had a great time. So it gets two black faces. <laughs> Lit. All right. Uh well so the movie got three black f- <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh. no it, yeah super fly all right go see it if you want um it's in theaters now uh shall we do some plugs yeah yeah uh you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blackmen Podcast Blackmenpodcast dot com is our website uh if you rate and review us on iTunes and give us four I mean five stars. Not four. Four? Because five stars. Please rate us. We'll read your reviews on the air. Uh, Okay. And uh, I guess I could do some of that now. Uh, You guys ready? Oh, my God. Yup. Oh, did I read this one? I don't think I read this one. This one just says, Dope Podcast by UR Morgan. I've been hooked since the Beverly Hills Cop episode. Well, guess what, man? That was episode one. Oh, yeah. That was episode one. This dude has been hooked since the beginning. 
I will say you may have read this before. Keep going. <laughs> I, I just you said you didn't right. know if you read it. I'm well, sure. what about this one? No, I, keep well keep this reading. one is <laughs> I approve this pot. No, that was the end of the. Oh, that was review. it. Dan, I think maybe you did read that. Okay, well, th- what about this one then? I approve this podcast. This is by Your Mom Goes to College. Uh, I don't recall that name. All right. I don't recall that name at all. <laughs> this review is, it's good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's it? That's enough. <laughs> That's all right, I'll read one more. This one's by Wayne Easy. <laughs> Yo, this is awesome. Wayne Easy. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> Sending much love from Little Rock, Arkansas. By far one of my favorite podcasts. This is a must for any and all cinephiles. I need a review of Eddie Murphy's The Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Fair. Oh, wow. Pluto Nash. We got you. We got you. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and... Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you turn on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'm in episode one of season four. All right. Boom. Y- you in like 20 episodes, bruh. Uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. James Third Comedy. Dot com. Third is 3RD. Ugh. Uh, I, you can follow me at Dry Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And that's it. All right. Well, All right. you can also uh, come if you're in New York City uh, uh, next weekend, Del Close Marathon. It's a huge improv festival that happens every year in New York City, except this will be the last year that it's in New York City. Uh, and uh, on June 29th, we will be performing with Astronomy Club um, at 7.30 p.m. at the Hell's Kitchen Theater. So... If you are here and are going to DCM, come out and see us. Uh, and that's all. Uh, next week, uh, we will be starting our Whoopi Goldberg miniseries. Oh, Goldberg! Yeah. Whoopi! And we will be starting with her debut film, The Color Purple, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, oh, yeah. So go watch that. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!